Welcome to the Dreaming of Sleep podcast for moms of babies and toddlers. I am so excited that you are here today. In this podcast, I will be sharing tons of information on improving your child's sleep, and I will be breaking down all the sleep training myths so that you can make an informed decision about sleep training that feels good for you and your parenting style. I'm your host, Marley Klaus, a certified pediatric sleep consultant and mom of three. I am super passionate about helping both new and experienced moms ditch the mom guilt and start prioritizing themselves in all the ways, starting with better sleep. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey there, and welcome back to the Dreaming of Sleep podcast. Today we are doing part two of the episode that we started last week, which is a on-air consult with Mandy. Mandy is the mom of a six-month-old baby girl who has been bed-sharing since she was born, and Mandy is at a point now where she's realized that that is no longer working for them and their family is ready for a change. And so Mandy reached out and was wanting some help with working through how she could make that transition as smooth as possible while also doing it in a way that felt aligned with her preferences and her parenting style so that she didn't feel like she was leaving her baby to cry it out or anything like that. And of course, that's not the way that I operate or the way that I work with my clients. Um, And so we were able to talk through some really good options for her to get them to a better place and to be able to accomplish their goals of sleep training in a way that feels really good for them, um, but also still gets them to reach the goal of independent sleep. So in the beginning of this episode, you're going to hear Mandy talking through her feelings about a couple of different sleep training options that I provided to her. And And just so that you have a little bit of context and a better understanding of what it looks like when you work with me, I always will talk to you first and get a good understanding of what your parenting style is like and what your preferences are when it comes to sleep training. And then from there, I gather all of the information that I need, which is similar to what you heard me doing in the beginning of part one of this series. Um, And in that conversation and in a questionnaire that I provide to you when we first start working together, I'm able to get all of the information that I need to allow me to know exactly what the right approach is going to be for you and your family so that we can get you the results that you're looking for in a way that feels good for you. And so in each of the situations, I always provide at least two different sleep training options. And these are very specific methods where I sit down and I walk you through exactly what you'll do step by step to be able to implement this sleep training method and get your baby to a point of being able to sleep independently by the time we are done working together. And so what I did in this conversation with Mandy is I talked her through two of my favorite sleep training methods, which one is called check and console. And the other method is shush pat combined with the chair method. And so in both of these types of sleep training methods, they are pretty different in the way that they are implemented and they're pretty different in the way that you can expect your baby to respond, how long it might take and everything like that. And so I always explain that in detail so that you know exactly what to expect based on which method you choose to implement. And then um, depending on which method you choose to implement, then I support you through that process as you begin implementing and we make any tweaks or adjustments made along the way to ensure that it is meeting your expectations and also that you are happy with how things are going. So while I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on these specific methods in this episode today, you can of course research both of these methods. They both are 
pretty common methods. Um, the way that I do shush pot and chair method is a little bit different because I kind of combine two different methods. Um, and I find that that's pretty successful for parents who are wanting it to be a more gradual approach. And then for check and console, um, check and console again is a pretty common method. You should be able to find it through a Google search. But again, the way that I implement it is just a little bit different. Um, I think all of us as sleep consultants have a little bit of a different spin on some common methods just based on what we've seen be most successful with the clients that we've worked with. So um, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and dive into the second part of this episode where we talk a little bit more about the specifics of sleep training and we talk more about next steps for Mandy. So let's dive right in and I hope you enjoy. No, I don't. I mean, it does, it does make sense. And I mean, it, it, it's some, it's obviously way out of my comfort zone and, um, you know, not something I've ever done because I've always taken the easy route and the easy route is just to nurse her back to sleep and, you know, and, but it's not serving us anymore. So, um, I guess it's time to try something new, but it, it does make sense. And I've, I've heard of both of those, um, training methods, um, And, you know, it seems less, less light, less light cry it out than I thought. Um, And so that is reassuring to me. Yeah. Yeah. And with both of these approaches, you really want to be paying close attention to um, how she's responding. So regardless of which one you choose, or if you choose a different sleep training method, the biggest thing that I find is that It's hard sometimes, especially when we have been nursing to sleep or we've been doing some sort of very hands-on approach with sleep, it's hard for us to recognize what they truly need at any given moment because it's always just, oh, they're awake, let me feed them and get them back to sleep instead of like, okay, well, going through, you know, like a checklist in your head, well, she ate like an hour ago, so surely she isn't hungry, so what else might it be? And then giving them a minute to resettle and try to work through it. And a lot of times, whenever we do give that time for them to work through it and try to figure it out, they will be able to resettle without assistance. Um, But it's just, if they're never given the chance to do that, then they aren't going to be able to figure it out. And so the shush pat method, especially if you choose to stay in the room throughout the process is probably the most hands-on um, sleep training method that I that I really know of or that I recommend. Um, and it does work, it just takes some time. Sometimes it can take, like I said, up to a week for them to really start catching onto it. Um, whereas with check and console, I've seen um, a baby go from bed sharing and nursing all throughout the night to sleeping independently in his crib in one night with very minimal crying, very minimal protesting or anything like that. So it just depends on what you're most comfortable with and what you feel is going to work best for y'all. And you can always, I think a lot of times parents tend to feel like, okay, well, once I choose something, I just have to stick with it. But if you choose something and it doesn't feel right, there's no reason that you can't change to something else as long as like we don't want a ton of inconsistency. So I wouldn't like I wouldn't try something for two nights and then try something else for two nights and then try something else. Um, I would try to once you decide, okay, this isn't for me, then find something that does feel a lot better and more aligned for you and then stick with that until you see what you want to see from a results standpoint. 
Sure. And this obviously works for, I mean, both mom and dad, like, you know, yes. dad, dad's on board, dad's doing it too. Um, I mean, obviously yes. he is, but even if I need him to step in and do it instead of me, he yes. can do that. And it's, that's like the whole point, right? Yes. And but, sometimes you will see that actually, especially with breastfeeding moms that dad, um, it works a little bit better for dad because um, she's obviously not expecting to eat whenever he's coming in the room. Um, whereas if mom's coming in the room, then there can be a little bit more resistance because she's expecting you to go ahead and feed her. Um, and so sometimes it does actually help a lot whenever dad is pretty heavily involved in that situation. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that'll be good for their relationship too. Cause yeah. he of course gets really upset if, since he can't console her if he can't get her down you know he he's a very hands-on dad and so he's he's like I can't do anything for her and this sucks and I'm like I yeah. I can I can understand you know I think he wants to be able to put her down and be that source of comfort for her um yeah. instead of just me Hey y'all. So I am breaking into this episode because I want to offer you an opportunity to jump on a sleep evaluation call with me. The fact that you were here listening to this episode and that you've probably listened to other of my episodes as well tells me that you are wanting to make an improvement in your child's sleep. Most likely you are tired of being up all night. You're tired of stressing out about bedtime and stressing out about nap times. And you wish that your baby would start sleeping eight, 10, or even 12 hours straight at night, but you don't know what to do to get them there. And for some reason, you haven't made the leap to make these changes yet. Something is holding you back. And I would love the opportunity to get on a quick call with you, learn more about your situation, and be able to hear what it is that is holding you back and why you haven't made the decision to move forward with sleep training yet. And you and I can talk through those specific concerns that you have, and I can share with you what we could do to resolve those concerns and ensure that you are able to approach this in a way that feels really good to you. And I also want to ensure that you understand too that this has the possibility of literally changing your life. I want you to take a minute and think about how your situation is right now. Are you finding yourself stressing out about your marriage because you're not being able to spend time with your spouse? Are you finding yourself stressing out about feeling resentful towards your spouse because they aren't getting up in the middle of the night because you have a breastfed baby or because they sleep like a rock like my husband and they literally just don't hear the baby crying? Are you at a place where you are starting to like dread your days because you don't know what each nap time is going to bring and you don't know how the night is going to go and you find yourself just getting through the day versus actually enjoying the time that you have with your baby or your toddler or enjoying the time that you have to yourself because that time is basically non-existent at this point. And so all of that can change and it can change very, very, very quickly. And so I, again, would love to jump on a quick sleep evaluation call with you. This call is a free opportunity for us to get to know each other and for me to be able to share with you what working with me would look like and how I can help you get to meet your sleep goals as quickly as possible. So click the link in the show notes and I look forward to hearing from you soon so that we can get you on your way to better sleep. (music) 
Yeah. And a lot of times with that, it's just a matter of she's used to it being you. And so, yes, she's going to protest the first couple of times, maybe even the first 10 times. I don't know. Um, just depends on her personality. But um, once she gets used to the fact that, like, you know, sometimes it's dad, sometimes it's mom that's going to put me to sleep, then she will no longer protest like that. So I, I think it's a, a lot of times it's easy for like the dad or the mom or whoever it is to feel like disappointed in that, right? And the fact that they don't seem like they're going to settle as well as they do for the other parent. Um, but it is just truly our babies associate various things with sleep. And one of the things that she associates with sleep right now is you. And so whenever it's somebody else that's doing it, naturally, she's going to be upset that something in her routine is changing and something is different than she's used to. And so once she has the opportunity to have him be the one that's doing it more often, then she will get used to it. And eventually it'll be like no difference to her and she will be fine with either one of you. Oh, he'll be excited to hear that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason behind it too. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. So he'll be excited. Yeah. He's like, not, he wasn't doing anything wrong. It's just that no. she just wasn't used to it. So he'll be yes, excited to not hear at that. All. Babies are so like, they thrive so much on routine and they thrive on having consistency and things. And so um, that's why I always recommend having a really solid bedtime routine, having a good nap routine because it's a signal to them that it's bedtime. It's a signal that it's time to settle down and get their bodies ready for sleep. And so anything that we do right before bedtime is an association for them to sleep. And so again, just the fact that it's you most of the time, like I'm gonna guess probably like 90 something percent of the time, then naturally she's going to look at that as something that is associated with sleep for her and she'll protest when something is different. Just like the first time you put her in a crib instead of in your bed, she's going to protest that something is different. And I think it can help us to recognize that it is a protest. Like nothing is wrong with her, right? You know that she's fed, you know that she's well taken care of, you know that she's loved, you know that she has everything that she needs. And so she's protesting that something is changing and she's protesting that she's not able to just fall right to sleep like she normally does. And she doesn't want to have to figure it out. But as soon as she does figure it out, then she will be totally fine. And you will see that pretty quickly she will start being happy when you put her to bed. <laughs> she will no longer cry. Um, she'll go right in her crib and she'll end up adjusting to it super fast. It just gives... We just have to give them a chance to do it and just takes them a little bit of time to adjust. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. So do you have any questions for me? Anything that I didn't cover that you want to talk more about? No, I, I don't. I think you covered all of it. And I mean, it, it all just, it makes a lot of sense. And I love how you, you just address the whole sleep cycle and the associations with routine and you know, what's, what's happening before they go to sleep. And, um, you know, and that I'm probably doing her a little bit more disservice than I thought I was. And so, um, you know, I'm going to have to readjust and, and re, you know, refocus on some other ways that we can help her just get, um, a little, little better sleep without me always. Yeah. Um, and it'll be good for my mental health too, to be able yes. to, um, yeah. get a little bit more sleep and, um, and to be able to step away if I need to. Yeah, too. absolutely. And you are not doing a disservice to her. I don't want you to think about it that way. Um, again, like I said, in the beginning, it's just about 
if it works for y'all, that's awesome. And then once it gets to the point where it's like, okay, something has to change. This isn't working anymore. Then cool. We make a change and everybody adjusts and everybody will be just fine or even better. Like you said, from a mental health perspective, from a ability to do things that you need to get done, her ability to connect sleep cycles and get that more like restorative and restful sleep. Um, and everything will be totally fine, but you did not do anything wrong. Um, and- no, and maybe disservice wasn't the right word. I just love how you just said, like, I've never given her the chance to yeah. work through it, you know, cause I've always just responded right away and I've never really allowed her the opportunity to, um, to kind of work through that. And so that kind of like, just hit me like, oh yeah, I mean, yes, I have a very attachment parenting style. Um, and so that's just natural for me, but I never really gave her the opportunity to kind of work through it on her own. And we're always teaching our children how to work through it on their own. Right. Yeah. Well, why can't we start at six months? And so yes. I, I just really love that. I, that made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And one of the things that I um, heard from the sleep consultant that I trained with my certification program that I've loved, and I always refer back to is we're not letting them cry, we're letting them try. And so a lot of times it's difficult for us, right? Whenever we hear our baby crying, it's like, I know how I can help her stop crying. I know that if I go nurse her, she will stop instantly, right? But then we're never going to be able to break out of that cycle of them relying on that to be able to sleep. And then it's going to continue to be difficult for both of us until we give her a chance to be able to try um, and be able to have that chance to figure it out because she's totally capable of doing it. She just needs to have that opportunity to try to do it. So I just have to say, I was quite resistant at the whole moving out of the bed sharing um, situation when when you approached me I was I was like oh, I don't really know if I really want to do this because I'm not a cry it out person and I'm a very mm-hmm. attachment style parent and I was very just resistant but I was like I'm gonna go on with an open mind and just everything you talked about and everything that you said just made me feel like this is something that we could easily do without creating stress or dysfunction for her that's going to hopefully make what we need work. And, and, um, it has, it's felt very easy and I'm actually kind of excited to try it because I think it'll be good for both of us. And, um, when it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like I'm losing something, um, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm losing her in my bed or that I'm going to lose that connection or that I have to like make her suffer to get what I want or anything like that, that doesn't feel like that at all. So thank you for all of this. Of course. I'm so happy to hear you say that because it makes me so sad whenever I see moms that are reaching out for help on social media platforms or wherever. And other moms who are against sleep training will say like, well, you know, you're going to ruin your attachment with them forever. And that's not the case at all. Like there's so many different ways to go about this that don't have to be so black and white. They don't have to be so, um, like you said, making them suffer for our benefit. It's about doing what's right for the entire family, including the baby that is being sleep trained um, and doing it in a way that feels good for us. And that is going to help her get what she needs with better sleep as well. So 
I'm happy to hear that, that it all feels aligned with how you want to do things. So, yeah, I'm not resistant to sleep training anymore. <laughs> I was yeah. a little resistant, awesome. but I'm not anymore. <laughs> awesome. Tell all your friends. All my crunchy well, moms will be like, Hey, it's yes. okay guys. We can do this. <laughs> yes. You can do it in a way that feels good for you. It doesn't have to be a crazy restrictive way. So yes, yes. Um, I love that. I'm working with a mom right now who, um, we are almost 30 days into our work together and we've taken it super slow and they've made really great strides and we're doing it at a pace that works for her and that's totally fine. Um, and so I always remind myself just because I would do it a certain way, um, with my own children doesn't mean that that's the right way for everybody else. And so my goal is always to approach it in a way that feels good for you because you're the parent and you're the one that's going to be the one there whenever you're going through these processes. And if something doesn't feel good to you, you're not going to be able to stick with it. And if you can't stick with it, then it's not going to end up working. So um, it has to be something that's aligned for you. Super important. Awesome. Okay. Um, well, I would love to hear an update after y'all go through a couple of nights or days um, using the processes that we talked about. And um, that would be awesome. I would just love to hear how things are going. And then of course, if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me and I'm happy to provide additional guidance um, okay. or tips or feedback or anything like that. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. That is it for today's episode. And again, this was part two of my conversation with Mandy. Next week, I will be back with a solo episode and I will be posting on Instagram today to ask for any feedback and input on what you would love to hear about on a future episode of the Dreaming of Sleep podcast. So if you're not already following me on Instagram, head on over to Instagram and search for Your World in Color. And I would love to hear your feedback as well. All right, I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you back here next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. And I would love if you could share it with someone who you think it may help. I would also be super excited to hear from you. So feel free to DM me on Instagram at your world and color, or send me an email at Marley at your world and If you are ready to get support with improving your baby or toddler's sleep in as little as seven to 14 days in a way that feels aligned with your parenting style, visit my website at yourworldandcolor.site to learn more.